thought it was very fitting to dedicate the first episode of my well overdue podcast to voice. Voice, although it applies, I am not talking about someone speaking and you hear the voice as you're hearing mine right now. I'm talking about our voice, our right to express ourselves, our right to voice an opinion, our emotions, our right to say what we think is right, ultimately our right to say what we think and feel. It's huge. Our voice is a powerful tool. Finding, owning and using our voice is crucial. Crucial if we want to live a happy and purposeful life. Hello, welcome to the first episode of Master Your Balance. This is Rav. Thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, we'll talk about the power of my voice, what it is, why it's so important and how to own our voice with tools such as self-awareness, self-belief and self-discipline. Let's get right into it. Today's episode, I wanted to start it off by a poem I was reading just last night. It says, the poem is called The Royal Pigeon, and it says, Nasruddin became prime minister to the king. Once, while he wandered through the palace, he saw a royal falcon. Now, Nasruddin had never seen this kind of pigeon before, so he got out a pair of scissors and trimmed the claws, the wings and the beak of the falcon. Now you look like a decent bird, he said. Your keeper had evidently been neglecting you. The poem ends, and at the end it says, you're different, so there's something wrong with you. And I thought it was very fitting to start this episode off with that. We see in this world that we're all all very unique. And what I mean by that is, I've thought about this a lot. I've always known and felt that I'm different than others but we all are none of us in this world have the same families the way that we've grown up isn't the same maybe the city or the household or whatever it is that we grew up in our influences around could have been different so in a way the way our reality has been shaped how we are today it is very unique We often mask our truth. We don't say what we want to say. We don't do what we want to do. Sometimes we don't feel what we want to feel because it's convenient for others. We often deny our own truth because of what others will think, feel or say. Let me ask you this. Are you living a life you've built for yourself or are you just tagging along with whatever gets thrown at you? Are you following your passion or are you working in a job that gets your bills paid because you don't think you can do any better? Do you feel deeply for someone but won't pursue the relationship because of what others will think or say? Do you love the way you look or do you still hear someone describing their perception of you when you look in the mirror? I still ask myself all these questions from time to time just to check back in with myself to see where I'm at. The problem with all of this is that we aren't taught to question the norms around us. It's like we're born, we're told certain things, And then we spend the rest of our lives living that, doing what we're told, doing what we're told is the right thing, whether that's by our families, by media, by our culture, by the society, by the world. You have to understand that as humans, we're like a sponge. We especially as kids, we're like a sponge. We're taking it all in. Whatever's happening around us, all of the experiences that we're going through, how people are speaking to us, what people are telling us about ourselves, all of this we're taking in. And then we start living from that. 
I was born in Punjab, raised in Australia, in a traditional Punjabi Sikh family. Being born a girl in a culture like mine, your life is planned for you the minute that you're born. For as long as I can remember, I've felt immense societal, cultural, familial pressure. I point this out as understanding how our early years shape us is crucial. That's where it all starts for all of us. Growing up in India, the biggest contrast that I saw was between men and women. Men and women were treated and raised very, very differently. I could see that men ran the show. The man came first and the woman next. The men worked and the women took care of the house. They cooked, they cleaned, they took care of the kids. They did basically everything else except earning. I saw that women had to leave the house that they grew up in and go live at their husband's house. I could see women behind the scenes holding it all together, just giving and giving and giving. But men got all the credit. As kids, if you did something good, ah, you must be like your dad. And if you've done something bad, ah, you probably got that from your mum. As a young girl, seeing these influences around me obviously shaped my thinking. I could already see that women suppressed their voice. They had no say. So for about good 10 years of my life, I did think it was quite normal to be this way, to be suppressed, to not have a choice, to not be given a choice. In our cultures, marriage is quite important. And that goes for both men and women. And their life, their lives are planned for them. Not just women, but also men. To be like, that is the end goal. Although having relationships or any of this is not wrong. It's not wrong at all. But as parents, when all of your choices, all of the choices that you're making for your kids are rooted in the fact that one day they have to get married... Well, it puts you in sort of a box. I was also to move forward with my life the same way my parents and family thought I should. I was told from a very young age which career would be best suited for me. I was told to give it my all to accomplish that and pursue nothing else for myself. I was told that I would be an amazing doctor. I was smart. I was good in studies. There were a couple of other personality things that my parents thought. Amazing. That is what you should do. But the point was also that if we educated her and made her a successful doctor, she would probably marry a successful doctor and then they will be successful together and be doctors and be amazing and, you know, get on with life and never have to face anything. But I mean, look, that's just not how it works at all. So yes, I was told what kind of guy I was to marry, what he should look like, how tall he should be, how his family should be, to then have kids, how to raise them. I was taught how to cook, how to clean, how to take care of others, when to speak, when not to speak, not to yell or fight, not to show my emotions. I was taught not to talk back, respect my elders, regardless of whether what they were saying was right or wrong. I was taught how to dress as a girl, how to constantly cover myself so I didn't seduce someone accidentally. If I spoke back to anything, it was chaos. Wow, the pressure. Cherry on top is that if I didn't do any of those things well or not at all, I will bring a lot of shame to the family. I mean, the list goes on, but when you really think about it, if we're all to live that list that we get told, 
which hey I did for a good chunk of my life and some people do for their most lives but who are you really living for are you living for yourself or are you living for others over the years I realized everyone had their own perception of me and it became very draining to live up to those expectations every day every second buried in the pressures I lost myself I lost my voice the fine line between what I was doing for others or myself became very blurry. I made it my mission to break free of this conditioning and expectations, speak my truth and live life on my own terms. So it really does take self-awareness to realize your true potential, to tap into that inner wisdom followed by self-belief, knowing that you're more than capable, believing in yourself, that whatever you set your heart to, your mind to, you can achieve that for yourself and last but not the least self-discipline which is all about willpower and aligned action i have a tattoo by napoleon hill and it reads what the mind can conceive the mind can achieve and i've had this tattoo for i don't know i think like five plus years now and i just relate to it so well because i truly believe that Whatever it is that you have imagined for yourself in your mind, whatever it is that you have pictured for yourself, regardless of the fact whether it goes against the society, whether it goes against what your parents told you should be good for you or what they think you should do, you know, whatever the reason is, you can achieve that. It takes self-awareness. It does take self-belief and it also takes it also takes self-discipline to push it into action or else you'll be experiencing a rage because you're put in a box and so many limitations and so many restrictions and of course as life goes on more and more get added on that's actually something that I want to touch on what I realized in my life and through my experience is that whether it was family or society or whatever it is once you have given or done something as you're told there is an underlying expectation for you to do that again or if i chose the career that my parents wanted me to choose stop there after i've listened to them it won't stop there the next thing would be the next thing so if it's career the next thing would be marriage then it would be what time to have kids it never really stops I would be surprised if at this point one knew they even had a voice. But yes, we all do have that voice. Owning it and more importantly using it comes with many challenges, but they are so worth overcoming. I'm sure we're all guilty of not using our voice at some point in life. I'd encourage you all to take a second and ask yourself if you are living in your truth. Bravo if you are. But if you're not, accepting that statement alone fuels you forward to make a change. I lived on autopilot for many years, living a life chosen for me by others. The craziest part about living on autopilot is that you're usually not aware of it. When I first had the realization, I was at my absolute rock bottom because of that realization. I didn't find joy in the career that I'd worked tirelessly hard for. I was chasing goals set by others. I was unhappy in my relationships. An absolute worst part is I was suppressing what was really going on within me and masking it really well, or for others. Having grown up with these pressures, your coping mechanism becomes to people please. When you're not accepted for showing your emotions, voicing your opinion, you learn to be told what to do. You please others in order to keep the peace. 
this all leads to your voice being suppressed, not being able to physically voice your emotions, how we feel about things, not being allowed to feel a certain way because it's making others uncomfortable, not being able to voice what we want, what we need in a certain moment. It just suppresses our voice deep, deep, deep down. One of the questions that I always ask myself is that I get it. As humans, we all go through conditioning. We all have a childhood and then we grow out to be adults and then we're sort of figuring it out. We're navigating life. We're figuring it all out. You know, sometimes I think back and I go, ha, this is how my parents should have raised me. But I probably chose, not probably, I did. I did choose these lessons before I came onto this world and said, this is what I want to go through. So this has been my journey to look back at that conditioning and go, okay, I can do things differently. But the fact that you've been living for others, your whole life sink in, it becomes quite challenging to find out what you really do want for yourself because you're not used to that. You're not, you're not used to figuring it out for yourself. You haven't allowed yourself to think that once, to feel that once. It's comforting to follow the life others have planned for you than to really get real with yourself. It's comforting to stay in the comfort zone, but don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't turn away from it, just let it be. Be with the lack of knowing. When people ask you so many questions and demand sensible answers to support their notion of reality, don't give in. Just know that their minds are fearful for your safety and their own. But their fear is nothing to you, nothing at all. It's not even anything to them, they just don't know it yet. I wanted to read something else out. It's called Monkey Salvation for a Fish. What on earth are you doing? said I to the monkey when I saw him lift a fish from the water and place it on a tree. I am saving it from drowning, was the reply. And then it ends with, the sun that gives sight to the eagle blinds the owl. So it's not necessary that something that has worked for others, and they've told you that it works for me, and you shouldn't do otherwise because that is the right way. Maybe it was right for them, but it's not right for you. For the first time, I asked myself, what do I want? And then started the challenging but magical journey of coming home to my voice, to my inner wisdom, to really figuring out what I wanted for myself. And I leave you with that question today. What do you want? Not what the society, the culture, the media, the religion, your parents, your friends, your partner, your colleagues want for you. But what do you want for yourself? You may be living someone else's truth. Let's tip the scales back in your favour and learn to master our balance. Thank you and stay tuned.